Welcome to Postscript. Uh, my name is Dave. I'm here again with Paul. We are pastors at Compass Point Bible Church, and uh, this is a podcast where we just get to unpack what we talked about on Sunday, kind of dive in, ask some tough questions, or at least I get to ask Paul some tough questions. So excited <laughs> to be doing it today. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing good. Yeah, good to be uh, having these conversations again. I love having uh, this podcast as an opportunity for our church to continue to take the conversation further and to mm-hmm. uh, you know take what we've been talking about on Sunday and dig in just a little bit more. Yeah, and this is this one's actually perfect. So we, we're finishing up our series on how to read the Bible, but this is um, this is about how we live it out. And the title just right. escaped my brain right now. But why don't you tell us a little bit about what you were talking about on Sunday? Well, I will tell you about obedient living, which was what go. I talked about on Sunday, which was all focused on this idea of application. And Eugene Peterson has this uh, this quote that he says, this Bible is more formational than it is informational. Mm. And what he means by that is that it isn't primarily about telling us things about God or even telling us things about ourselves. Primarily, it's about shaping us into our true selves, the people that God's calling us to be. And um, and so, you know, over and over again, we see in the Bible that application is connected to hearing or listening. So um, over and over, you, you hear this idea of, of listening to the word and putting it into practice. You know, Jesus yeah. told, told the parable about a you know, a man who uh, built his house on the foundation of a rock, right? And he said the rock, that foundation was those who listened to the word and put it into practice. So yeah. those two things are played over and over again together. And uh, and so application is absolutely a crucial part when we read our Bibles. So, I mean, it seems to me like application, you know, if, if you're reading the Bible uh, just to study it, you, you, sure, you can do that. And that's, that's scholarship and it's fine, but it it doesn't really get to what the Bible is trying to do, right? Eugene Peterson's right. It is formational. Um, yet we can also kind of treat it functionally at times, right? Like we can we can treat it like a book where it's like, I need this answer. What's going on here? Um, how do we how do we walk that line? And and you know what yeah. does that look like? I think that's a really good question. And I think what you're getting at is that this this really begins the interpretation process is crucially important, and it can't mm. be skipped. Yeah. Um, the Bible is is um, yes, it is applicational. Yes, it is is useful, um, but it needs to be understood uh, because mm-hmm. because we have to recognize that God uh, wrote this book, right? You know, He writes through the inspiration of all these different writers, but He's behind it all. So if God is speaking, then He wants to say something, and for us to just you know ch- you know jump in without any kind of uh, you know study or looking a little deeper and just grabbing something, uh, we're not really listening very well. It yeah. begins by understanding. So we have to look at what the passage says, uh, go through the interpretation process, because what we're applying is not just the words. What we're applying is the meaning. Right? Mm-hmm. We apply what the init- what the author originally intended, and and so that takes work. So. Yeah. You know, the way I would say, yes, application is absolutely necessary when we read our Bibles, but it has to start start with interpretation. We have to understand what the meaning was to begin with before we can start to apply it. It's almost like this is the last in a series of messages that you've preached on this. I don't know. Exactly. I'm, I'm coming up with this from somewhere, but yeah, yeah I mean, and isn't that? And I think that's perfect. The, the you know, I I talked about four big ideas. Um, mm-hmm. You know, four ways to read the Bible better, and um, you know. And each of them are actually sort of, they actually follow something called the uh, Lectio Divina, which is, uh, you know, an ancient uh, Catholic way of reading the Bible. Um, and and so there's these four kind of different ways. We talked about careful listening, 
Um, and then we talked about reflective thinking, and then we talked about honest praying, and then this week we talked about obedient living. And those four sections are sort of the way that, um, you know, traditionally people have worked through passages. And and I think it's very helpful for us in terms of categories as we think about reading the Bible. Um, well, what we said is reading the Bible just a little bit better this week than you did last week, or maybe reading the Bible a little bit better this year than you did last year. And yeah. that's the goal. Baby and steps, I, right? And I love that because it can often feel so overwhelming to kind of dig in and figure out what does this mean? And even, I mean, there are, there are lots of portions of the Bible I read, um, and I don't need to think terribly hard or study terribly hard to see where I need to apply it better in my own life, right? right. But but what does it look like to do that a little bit better today than I did yesterday? Yeah, um, and so I use this big picture of a mirror, and mm-hmm. I said that the Bible is is like a mirror. It reflects things to us. And the more I was looking into this idea about the mirror, the more I was realizing, man, that thing has power over us. I mean, it's just an object in our homes, and yet it it like controls our day, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I made the the analogy. I talked about the idea that it can make us late for work. It can make us feel good about ourselves. It can give us a bad day. It, you know, it can make us go on a diet. It can make us get more sleep. Like it actually changes us because we actually look at ourselves, see something, and then we want to act on it. And and that's what the Bible is. It's a book that people look at, read into. And as they do that, they see things about themselves. And as they see those things and they're revealed, it causes them to do something. And that's the goal, doing something, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and for those of you who might be thinking to yourselves, well, I don't look at a mirror that often. Uh, cell phone also counts if you're using the uh, selfie camera. Um, same, same basic idea there, of course. Uh, I exactly. think we're all guilty of that. But yeah, it is amazing how much how much a mirror, we, we use it to check ourselves. And, and what would it look like if our lives were centered around the Bible like a mirror in our lives? Right. What, would, what would that work? I, I'm right. curious, Paul, when, when it comes to applying the Bible in your own life, um, have there been practices uh, like journaling, like talking through things with friends? Like how, how do yeah. you make sure that what you're, what you're hearing um, gets applied? How do, you, how do you add accountability or, or things like that to what's going on? Yeah, so I, I gave I gave an example of how I uh, journaled in, at one point in my life when journaling was you know kind of a big deal for me, mm. and I found it very very helpful. And you know probably for, for a very significant amount of time, um, a couple of years, I would journal regularly. And the yeah. way I would do it was the way I talked about on Sunday. I would take some time to reflect on the day before and just 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 some moments to think. Hey, what did I do yesterday that I want to repeat? And what did I do yesterday that I wasn't very proud of? Um, and then I looked at the passage and then I, you know, we talked about this. I put an application down and I prayed through yeah. it. But I want to tell you a bit more of that story because um, it's interesting. So uh, I started doing this at the advice of a pastor that I was connected to. And um, and it it was, in, in my mind, um, really one of the first times that I had a practice that was so regular, regular and so ingrained. And I was really proud of it. It was something that was effective and helpful for me in my faith. And I learned lots during that time. And I remember going out to a course. So so at the same time, I was finishing up my my seminary degree. Mm -hmm. And I had a conversation with someone, you know, just as students do when you're sitting on campus over coffee, you have conversations about all kinds of different things. And this person said to me, you know, when when you talk on the phone to someone, when you hang up, do you sort of say, okay, what are the three things that I'm going to do differently because of this phone call? Well, no, a relationship is different than that. Um, it's not so transactional. Like a relationship is about, you know, relation, relating, you know, how, um, you know, 
feeling and all of those good things. Mm-hmm. And so he challenged me about my this whole idea of application and was suggesting even that that maybe this practice of journaling every day wasn't a good practice. Hmm. So here I am in seminary talking to this guy and he talked me out of a practice that I had been doing really well for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And I'm so sad about it because hmm. it was going so well. And I remember this conversation very clearly. And I remember thinking to myself, well, I'm really smart and this sounds good. I think I think I understand what he's saying. And so I'm not going to keep doing this practice. And I missed it. And it was, um, it was a real regret for me that I kind of stopped this practice. But I think the thing that he was getting at that there's something actually there. And I think you mentioned this already is that you know, sometimes the the idea of, of reading for application, if we're not careful, can kind of get away from us. And yeah. then we, we're not even reading the word of God anymore. We're sort of reading something that like, if we can find the secret code, it's going to like, what's the step I'm going to do tomorrow? And then what's the next step I'm going to do the next day? And and that's a little tricky sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's such a, such a fine double-edged sword there. Because I think we can, we can get into trouble on the... Um, I come to the Bible to like look up an answer and it needs to give me the answer today for this yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, like I sure relationships, we don't, we don't write down notes after every conversation, but we are yeah. people of habit. Um, I think right. of, you know, if, if you're married or in a dating relationship, do you have a regular date night? Um, or yeah. do you, do you make a point of remembering things that are important or, uh, you know, I, I, I will fully admit that I have a, uh, notes file on my phone of gift ideas for my wife. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, and, and I think there's something there too. There are things that can be really helpful in, um, yeah, just helping us lean into the important things and, and prioritize them. And, and I mean, this is all kind of comes back to rule of life, which we'll be talking about more very soon. Totally. Uh, we, you know, we, we need to make space for habits that move yeah. our hearts in the right direction. Um, But they can be tricky things though. They can be tricky things because those habits, sometimes we jump into them and we're excited and we think, okay, I'm going to do this for the Mm -hmm. rest of my life. And you can be going really well for a while, but something very small can trip you up and it's really hard to get back into it. And, you know, some of these habits in terms of journaling for me personally have, I've, you know, done in fits and starts over the years, Mm -hmm. but it's been difficult for me to get back into the way I did that, you know, those years ago. And yeah. It was many years ago, but it was, yeah, it's really interesting how it, how, how easily habits can slip away from us if we're not careful. So let me go one layer, slightly more uncomfortable and personal, Paul, you're talking about this great habit. You're talking about how you did it once and you're not doing it well now. Um, what's stopping you from doing it now? What, like, you know, is, is there a good reason not to do it? Are there good reasons not to do these things in certain seasons? Is it a season of life thing? Like I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious. And should, should we all be finding more of these? How do we, how do we balance all these things? I think that's a really good question. And as we move into this idea of rule of life, I think, uh, this will be something that we'll be talking a little bit about, at least in our, in our conversations with friends and family, if, if not on Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. but let me, let me, I think this is, this is, uh, interesting here because sometimes we create, we, we identify these habits like reading the Bible and we have a very set way of doing it. And then it becomes the checklist, right? This is yeah. the thing I have to do in order to check it off the list and say that I've done that for the day. And what we've recognized is that when we talk about this idea of rule of life, it is very personal. It is, it, it really depends on your personality. It depends on 
a lot of different things, but but at the at its core, we want to read the Bible in ways that are going to um, you know draw us closer to God and essentially to align our lives to the way of Jesus. Mm. So what is effective in the moment is the thing that we should be striving for. And so if, if I have, you know, sometimes I look back at journaling because there's something romantic about having the book and writing things down and being able to look back. Sure. And do I miss some of those things? Yeah. Um, but am I not reading the Bible unless I'm doing those things? No. Like I think, and, and that's why as we've been going through the series about how to read the Bible, we've given you all kinds of different examples. Mm. And a, one of the questions that I often get asked is, well, can you, can you walk us through a passage with the thing that you talked about on Sunday? Or can you get even more specific about, you know, some of those things actually show us exactly how you would, you would go through a passage. And I think that all of those things are very helpful, but I think that in order for us, our spiritual lives and our habits to be making a difference in our life, we have to own them. We can't just do something that someone else did yeah. and, and expect it to, to change us. Now, having said that, other people can be these great examples and we can try some of these things. And the, the litmus test is, are you living more like Christ today than you were yesterday? And mm-hmm. if the answer is yes, guess what? <laughs> Keep doing that practice that you've started because... That's to me, that's the litmus test. It's, it's not about checking it off the list. It's not about having a full journal with, you know, with not very many blank pages. The goal is to align our lives to the way of Jesus. And, and I, and I, I hope that people understand this and hear this is that I I want you to feel the pressure coming off, you know, in terms Hmm. of, you know, like, cause sometimes we think, oh man, there's all these spiritual practices that I'm supposed to be doing. I should be doing this better and this better and this better. All of those things may be true. But what I would say is that find the things that that most suit your personality, find the time of day that's perfect for you, you know, have conversations with people, but develop something that is a structure behind what your um, your life and your faith and Mm -hmm. and reading the Bible is is one of these really core practices that every one of us should do. Yeah. But we need to find ways that are going to be best for us and our personality and how we've been gifted and how we've been wired. Yeah, yeah, I'm just so so much in there, so so good. Uh, how, other, how do you how do you find ways to read? Like, what's what's your what's been your habit through the years? Oh, it changes. Um, yeah, I mean, even last year, right? We did the Bible through a year, and we're not. I'm not doing that this year. Um, yeah, some of my, I'll say, some of the most significant times that I've had in the Bible uh, have been times where I've been in the Bible in small community. Um, so, mm-hmm. so obviously, you know, hearing, hearing good sermons and you, you talked a little bit about this, right? There's this tension. I don't know if people realize when you preach, um, and I know this is true for you and I, and, and most preachers I know, right? Like we, we do a lot of work and a lot of research and then, and then it's a lot of work of cutting, right? We, right. we can kind of write out everything we know and would like to say, but it's like, well, that's not quite right. And we have to go through this act of discernment. And in some ways, these practices are the same. There's a thousand things you could do that would be good. But the question is, what's the best? What's the most important? Um, but yeah, i I've, a lot of the practices that have been helpful for me are reading a passage with a, with a group of friends, um, reflecting on it for a week together and then coming together and talking about it. Um, or even being in yeah. a meeting together, a prayer meeting where we go through a passage and we just kind of reflect, what is it God's saying? Um, what does this mean? And, and knowing each other and knowing our relationships and our personalities um, allows us to dig into that in a, in a different way and in a really 
Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's something even in application, I think there's something about doing it in relationship that, that allows people to affirm it. Um, I mean, obviously our, our relationship with God is, is deeply personal and is, um, God loves each of us as individuals, but uh, to be spirit led, I think it's more than just kind of a, a personal yes. I want to do this, right? We we know we can deceive ourselves at times, so there's something really helpful about the community. Yeah, aspect. I think that's and I, and I think that um, you know maybe that's something I didn't touch on on Sunday that you know we could bring up here is is sort of testing those applications mm-hmm. and um, bringing other people into your orbit, um, people who may think yeah. a little differently than you or your friends, close uh, people that are nearby, even a spouse, a sibling, like someone that is, is, you know, very close to you, but, you know, having the conversation that could go something like, Hey, I've been reading through the Bible and I keep coming back to this one big idea. Like, does that make sense to you? Like, I just get this sense that, you know, the, the, the next step for me really needs to be around this particular issue. And, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting when you get feedback from others, uh, you know, to either affirm or say, yeah, I never would have thought that, but you know, or I, yeah, absolutely. That's true. Or whatever it is, you know, I think sometimes we can, we can learn really well that way. Yeah. I think it's such an important part of, um, of so many things that we do, but, but often we don't, I don't know, maybe people are scared to do with the Bible. I know like even, okay, for instance, when I write a song or if I'm writing uh, a script for a video, or even if I'm doing a sermon, um, there's a, there's a crucial step for me that I, I really feel like I miss it if I don't get to do it, where I take it to people I trust, often people like you or my wife, or, you know, I've got groups of friends who can speak into things. And I say, well, this is, this is kind of what I feel like I should be saying, what do you think? How does it sit? Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Any, anytime you read a, um, an afterword in a book, right. Someone thanks the people who read their initial drafts. Yeah. Um, and there is something so good about being able to have that feedback and to have wise people in your life, people who have been walking with God and who know the word of God to kind of say, yeah, that's, that's right on. Or, well, maybe you should watch a little bit when you take this passage to mean that thing. It might not mean exactly what you think. I think that's, yeah. that's really important for us, um, to, to live it out in community. Yeah. yeah. When I was writing my, uh, my thesis, I, I, I had the opportunity to actually speak to, so I was basically finding this one book was really helpful to me. And, and when I looked mm-hmm. at the author, I recognized he was Canadian. He was, um, a professor at, um, at a school in uh, Waterloo. And, mm. and so I ended up, uh, connecting with him and he became my primary reader for my thesis. And so the very end of the the day, um, you know, after the thing had been almost entirely written, we sat in a, in a cafeteria and, you know, he went through the entire draft. We had hundreds of pages and he was just flipped through the pages and he'd give them to me as he marked them up, you know, different things that he was thinking as we were going through it. And it was this great experience. But at one point he noticed there was a, there was a reference to his own book that was changed just slightly, or it was missing something. And, uh, and he passed it over to me and, and I said, I looked at him and I said, you know, when I read this book, I was sitting on a beach in the, in, um, in the Dominican Republic. Like it was the weirdest thing. And he sat back in his chair and he said, when I wrote that book, he said, I remember sitting in the upstairs of the cottage, uh, where my, where my sister-in-law or whatever, what, and I was watching the kids play in the water out on the, on the beach. Hmm. And we just kind of paused for a moment and then we went back to work. But the thing that was so interesting to me was that he had a purpose when he sat down to write. And mm-hmm. when you sit across from the author himself and he gives you direction and say, well, what I meant was, you know, this kind of thing, 
that is, I think, the the essence of what we do when we come to the Word of God. Yeah. Our goal is not just to read the words on the page. It's to understand what God wanted to get across to us. Yep. And, and I think that that is a tricky thing to do, but it's well worth the effort. And, and it helps keep us on in the rails, like it helps keep us on the rails, helps mm-hmm. keeps us, keep us a little bit directed. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it was pretty neat. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, we are at our 20 minute mark, Paul. I don't know how yeah. the time flies by this quickly, but any, um, any closing thoughts for this sermon specifically, or even for this whole series of, of how to read your Bible, what do you want to leave yeah. people with? Well, I would just, you know, I just want to recap here for a second. So just remember that as we come to this word, I, you know, it is incredible that God has spoken to us and we have his very words in our hands and they are so close to us. And I know for many of us, you know, maybe you've got through this whole series and you haven't quite got the energy to grab the book and read mm. it in a different way. Um, I would just encourage you to start, you know, be careful listeners, recognizing that there are all can, all kinds of things that keep us from opening this book. Um, and, um, and so, and I also you know, my prayer is that we become reflective thinkers, you know, meditating on the word of God, um, asking those good questions, and then that we would invite the spirit into the process of praying through our reading. And then finally, my prayer is that this book forms you, it changes you and affects you. And as you read the passages and learn about God, I pray that it would reveal something about you and that it would cause you to fall on your knees in prayer, in confession, and it would cause you to uh, to continue that process of aligning your life with the way of Jesus. That's so good. Well, we'll be back next week with uh, another conversation. Um, I'm, I don't even think it's going to be with you, Paul. It's going to be really great. And uh, we will see you then next week here on Postscript. Postscript.